How did that help you grow as a quarterback? Where were you going in, and where do you think you were as you became a transfer? I was still trying to learn the X's and O's and just trying to get the the speed of the game down because it was like as I was learning X's and the, X's and the O's, the speed was still the same. That never really that never really changed for me. <laughs> Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, former Cal quarterback, and today we're back in the quarterback room. You know I love talking to my QBs, and we have Cal's newest addition, the guy that got all the number one reps in spring, Sam Jackson, finally able to break away from his work schedule and get here and join us today because he's working hard uh, trying to get himself right for the position. But Sam, I just want to, A, welcome you to the podcast and welcome you to Berkeley belatedly here on air. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. So tell me about this. You, you're a kid out of Chicago, right? So California is a little bit different. You go from Chicago to TCU to Cal, and I want to hear about that backstory. Talk to me about high school football in Chicago, because I think a lot of people in California don't know what it's like back there. So talk to me about your experience back there. Um, so coming from Chicago, Chicago is not really known. Like, the, like Illinois specifically is not really known for football. We're mostly known for basketball. So it was kind of different getting recruited because it's really just like Pac-10, not Pac-10, I'm sorry. Big 10 was recruited heavily, mostly throughout high school. But I ended up getting to TCU at the end of my recruiting because the recruiting process was, it was crazy, especially with COVID because I was around like the time with COVID and stuff like that. So at the end of my recruitment process TCU gave me a call and I wasn't able to go down to TCU because of COVID so I took the virtual tour and it was kind of like how it was at Cal I kind of like fell in love with the coaches I got to talk to some of the players and stuff like that and then eventually I got to go down when I first got on campus um but back to just coming from Chicago playing football it was just kind of different just because we're not known for football like I said previously so it was the competition is it's kind of different. I mean, once you get to like where I'm from in the city, basketball, and then you go to the suburbs, it's kind of like multi sports. Uh, I moved to the suburbs my eighth grade year, and then I played in the suburbs, football in the suburbs for my freshman, sophomore, junior year. Didn't get to play my senior year because of COVID. I ended up graduating early and rolling into TCU. Uh, two years at TCU, ended up hitting the transfer portal right after the championship game. And the first school to call me was Cal. And I already had previous knowledge about uh, the, the new OC that was coming in, Jake Spavlo, just because he was coached Kyler Murray. Um, he coached Kenny Hill and Johnny Manziel. So these guys kind of like, we kind of play the same. So I kind of mirrored their games a little bit. So it, it, it honestly was a clear, it was a precise choice for me. I feel like this was a, the best thing for me. And we'll get we'll get to that whole comparison a little bit because I was looking at other quarterbacks out there, so I think that's awesome. Yeah. As a sophomore in high school, though, you were a receiver. As I look at your charts, right? Yeah. So absolutely. it's got to be hard as a receiver. I was I was a safety. So mm -hmm. I, as a sophomore in high school, I was a safety. As a junior, I was a receiver and safety. And then I didn't play quarterback till my senior year. It's tough to get recruited if you've only got the one year of quarterback film. Talk right. to me about that. Um. So my sophomore year, I was kind of being a team player. We had a great quarterback, Peyton Thorne. Um, he recently just transferred from Michigan State to Auburn. He's like my best friend. Like, we were like this. So when I got there my sophomore year, I honestly just wanted to get on the field because of my freshman year, I didn't play freshman. 
I played varsity, but we all, I had another great quarterback who was in front of me, um, Anthony Vespo. So he got hurt the last game of the season, and that was my only game that I played in, and it was against the number one team in the, in the state. So my sophomore year, I ended up transferring. It was like, okay, just be a team player, get on the field. And I played receiver. I had 900 yards, 15 touchdowns, 50 catches. And my junior year of high school, it kind of helped me see what my receiver would see on the field. So it kind of – it actually kind of helped me. And it was like a bittersweet thing with the recruitment process because I was getting recruited as a receiver and a quarterback. Yeah, I still – so I coach quarterbacks still, you know, privately out here in the East Bay. And I tell quarterbacks all the time, you need to go play safety. You need to play receiver. You need to switch the O-line. Like, the more you know about what everybody else on the field does, the better you are. So I think it's a huge benefit for players – but it's just tougher for recruiting because you're not on the boards as a quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. So, so then you go into your junior year and you play, mm-hmm. and you have a great year. Yeah. How how heavy was the recruiting process? What were coaches telling you as they were recruiting you? Um. Most of the schools that I was talking to were talking about quarterback, and some were receiver, and some are like kind of both. Like we're gonna put you here, and if it doesn't work out there, then you obviously have that. Which is why it was bittersweet for me because I played quarterback my whole life. Like since I was four, I've been playing quarterback up until my sophomore year. So it kind of altered things for me. But it honestly wasn't that bad just because, I mean, like I said, going to receiver kind of helped me see what the receiver see and what how they look at the coverage and stuff like that. Because it's honestly different. We have to know everything. They don't have to know that much. So you're kind of like, oh, this is easy. But when you get there, it's not – it's fun, but it's kind of it's, it's it's obviously better to have the balls in, the ball in your hand every single play, every snap. Yeah, no, so that's the truth, right? Receivers, yeah. almost any other position, linemen, linebackers, quarterbacks, yeah. learn globally. You have to know what everybody's doing, so where you fit in the assignment and how you make it happen. But receiver, running back, D line, DB, like I have an assignment, I need to execute my assignment. That's it, right? If yeah. you're you're running a three step slant, I stick that outside foot in the ground. I'm breaking on my slant. That's all I got to know. Catch the ball, right? Go shake your butt in the end zone. Those, those things are what you got to know. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me. Then you get recruited to TCU. We, I know Sonny Dykes really well. Sonny was here at Cal for a long time. Yeah. And so I, like, he's got charisma. He's got a good staff, good dude. I, I get that. And, and I love TCU when I went down there. So talk to me about your experience at TCU. How did that help you grow as a quarterback? Where were you going in? And where do you think you were as you became a transfer? Um, going in, I was still kind of fresh my freshman year. Um, obviously, I like I said, I graduated kind of early, so I didn't get to play that senior season. I already didn't get to play my freshman and sophomore season. So, like you said, I only had one one year of experience at quarterback at that level in high school. So when I got to TCU my freshman year, it was I was kind of kind of behind the eight ball, but I had Max Duggan. Uh, Matthew Downer was there. Chandler Morris was there. And those guys, they just helped me out throughout the whole process. Like, I didn't really have that. Because I hear stories sometimes where it's like, okay, like, this is my competition, so I'm not going to, like, give him what, you know. But my experience wasn't like that, especially my first year and my second year of TCU. But my freshman year, we had a whole different staff than we had the second year. So the second year was kind of different because we got uh, Garrett Riley, who's now at Clemson, I believe. And he was just... He was just a great coach. Like, I would always talk to Riley about the X's and O's of the game and stuff outside of football. And then Max had a great year. Chandler was a starter at first. 
and then he got hurt the first game, and then Max came back, and he had three years on his belt. So just learning from Max honestly kind of helped me, like, because Max was a he was a great guy. Like anything that I would ask, he had the answers right off the bat. Like he would tell me and tell me what he sees when I'm out there, because I was still kind of fresh. Like the game was much faster. I was still trying to learn the X's and O's and just trying to get the get the speed of the game down because it was like. As I was learning X's and O's, the speed was still the same. That never really that never really changed for me. So that was kind of the main thing. But my experience at TCU was pretty – it went pretty well, especially being behind Channel Morris and Max Duggan. Yeah, I had a very similar experience. I got one year of high school quarterback. You know, I went, for, I went you know, safety receiver quarterback. And I got recruited as an athlete. They're like, well, I was all state as a DB in California, all state as a safety. I had 14 picks my senior year. And they're like, well – okay, we were recruiting you as a quarterback, but if you don't make it, you can always play on special teams, right? And that wasn't in the back of the day of the transfer portal. Like, once you went to a school, you were there, and that was it. And so you went you went, and uh, and you transferred. What was what went into that decision, right? And you already talked about your, your experience kind of with Coach Spav, but what was why transfer from TCU? Um, what made your decision? Because I'm always interested in this with guys that, that move on. It's so cool that athletes can do it now. We couldn't. Yeah. We were locked in. But but I'm always interested in, in what made makes people tick to do it. Um, it was a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Turn as the end of the, like I love TCU. Like it was just I thought that it was a better opportunity for me somewhere else, just because I didn't know how. Like we had a like I said, my freshman year was a different staff. Second year was a whole another staff. So I was like, okay, the stability isn't what I thought it was going to be. So I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know if my OC was going to change, like stay at TCU or if he was going to leave. And I definitely felt like I had a better opportunity to go play somewhere else. And as soon as I hit the portal, like Cal was the first school to call me. And I went on a fishing visit. And the first thing I did was come and watch Rim with Spav, with Spav for like two hours, two, three hours. So from there, I just fell in love with Cal. But my decision it it took it took a lot just because I'm not really a guy who like I'm loyal to the people that I'm around and loyal to the teams that I'm on and stuff like that. So honestly, I didn't want to like it wasn't like I want to leave because this program is this and I don't like it and it was just better opportunity somewhere else. Right, which is the whole point of a transfer yeah. board. If right. coaches can leave, players should also have that opportunity presented to them too. So uh, that totally makes sense. Talk to me about, as a player, how would you describe yourself? How would you – what would you say Sam Jackson the fifth, by the way? Sam Jackson the fifth, right? That's a lot of Sam Jacksons in a row, by the way, just throwing that out there. But how would you describe yourself as a player, as a quarterback? As a quarterback. Um, if you watch my film, even if you watch – I have. I have. I have watched your film. So <laughs> I, I know how I describe it. I want to hear how you describe it. If you look at it from outsider's point of view, you might look, okay, this guy's like a runner. Like, you might compare me to, like, Lamar Jackson or something like that. But really, I'm pass first. I'm just very elusive. I mean, I didn't have the luxury of having that stability in the pocket my in high school. So I kind of created a lot of bad habits going into, like, in, into college where I just, like, break out of the pocket and just try to find somewhere to, you know, make a play there. Um, that's something that I'm focusing on now because I feel like I got better with that once I got to Cal, but definitely pass first, 100%. Um, 
as you can see, pretty elusive. I'm still learning the X's and O's. I feel like I was challenged a lot this spring, which I love because I didn't really like at TCU it was kind of different. But here, Sermon was trying to challenge me with the defenses that he was coming out with. Like he was giving me a different look every day of practice. Like I never really got the same look. Like I didn't really get a lot of zero blitz or anything like that. It was kind of like the three high safety stuff where it's like, okay, I actually have to. They are not messing around with the defense right. they call here. Like you, you are going to have to be on your game to figure it out. I, trust me. I've watched them a ton. I love, I love coach Wilcox and coach Sermon's defense. It's yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. It's, it's fun to go against too. I mean, not, <laughs> not really, but once you get the hang of it, it's like, okay, I can, you just it's it's honestly just making me think it's challenging me not to use my athletic ability on every single play. It's just making me go through my progression, which I've loved so far because it's helping me develop as a quarterback. Yeah, so I love that philosophy because there's there's a saying that you can never run the ball down the field as fast as you can throw it. Throw the ball. Yep. Which means as a quarterback, your first priority needs to be to run. And that's so I have you ever heard the term burn the boats? No. Okay, so burn the boats. Here's by the way, welcome to a Cal podcast. This is how it works at Cal. Like you're gonna, along with football, you're gonna get some education too. Burn the boats. In ancient times, uh, generals and leaders had like volunteer armies or feudal armies, people that they would take from their lands and take them. And so these guys would turn and run from battle whenever they could. So when they were gonna go invite or invade a new place, they would take boats to some place. They'd land on a shore, and just so that the army the the people fighting didn't have a way out the the leaders would burn the boats oh, okay and so their only way of surviving this thing was to win mm -hmm. period so it's big time motivation right. as a as a guy who has your incredible skills and you and like you can't teach that right you've got you got some twitch to you the the running option outside of call plays which are awesome rpo stuff needs to be a burn the boat situation right I can no longer pass. There's no escape through passing. Now I run. Yeah. You got to burn the boats. Commit to the pass first, right? And I've seen a bunch of really, really good quarterbacks, Steve Young being the main one that you look at, who was a phenomenal runner in college. Right. But he became a much better passer once he decided, I am a quarterback right. first. And so I love hearing you say that when you come out with pass first. It's so important at that position. Because I've seen a lot of guys who are crazy talented who don't fully – optimize the offense because of that so that was my inner coach by the way and a little bit of historian like i said welcome to a cal podcast because that's how it works here talk to me about coming from air raid style systems at tcu to air raid with spav what are the differences for you how much difference is the verbiage and how does it work a lot of run game differences i think with spav yeah the, the run game is is pretty much what's different it's more downhill um the passing though the passing game is not really not different like that. They come from the same pedigree, like Riley, Meechum, and Spavro. They come from like the Mike uh, Mike Leach kind of era. Yeah. So the the verbiage is kind of the same. He's just switching it up because we're predicating everything to the the offensive lineman just to make it easier for them. Because we obviously we got to do the thinking, so that shouldn't be a problem with us. But the verbiage with 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 Spav is not. It's not different. Like the concepts are kind of different just because it's more freedom in this offense. But like it's not much of a difference for me for me coming from TCU to Cal's, to be honest. And that's pretty much I, I feel pretty good about that for sure. And are you guys running it 
based on shell your read is the shell takes you to your read or are you running it based on pure progression how would you say or is there a mix of both it's a mix of both honestly um in the spring we didn't really show much to be honest because obviously last year they had musgrave he was pretty he's the competitive exactly yeah. it's, it's completely different so for these players we didn't really we got some transfers in but most of the guys that got the rep, the first reps in spring were here last year. So this is totally different for anyone. So we're just trying to get that down packed, the things like the base foundation of everything. So right now we're installing heavy right now. So it's pretty much a mix of both. Okay, excellent. And tell me how you think your spring went based on that. I know at one point I was out there for a couple of fractures. One of them, you were down to one running back, which makes it hard when you have, you know, limited bodies. Stanford only had seven offensive linemen for yeah. most of spring. So that, I mean, that's brutal. So talk to me about that. Talk to me about your spring. How do you think it went? Me, my spring? Yeah, your spring. Me? No, your spring. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the team later, but I want to know how you felt your spring went. Um, I'm not, see, I'm that guy that's going to make you talk about yourself. Yeah. I know the quarterback position, yeah. you're not supposed to do that, right? And yeah. so I'm going to pull it out of you because I hated yeah. doing that. And, and so I'm going to pull it out of you, but we'll talk about the team too, right? Because team is most important. But first, how did you do? Um, I think I did okay. Uh, my first day up until the spring game was day and night. It was totally different. Like my first time coming out here, since we were installing and it was kind of different for the receivers, we met with the receivers most of the time. So whenever we were like, going over film or like watching practice or like installing, we were meeting with the receivers and most of that was for the receivers. So we would get like 10, not even 10, probably like 15, 20 minutes with staff before we go meet with the receivers. So most of it was get out on the field and now you're seeing, and now you're going through the growing pains with everything. You're not really like learning everything before you go out into the field, which I kind of, I'm a visual learner. So I, I, I feel like, that was a pretty good strategy with Spab doing that. Um, for but just to talk about the spring, I had an okay spring. I definitely could have did better taking care of the ball. I didn't really turn it over as much, but you never want to say, "Well, I only threw two picks." You want to think That's right. <laughs> so, I think I had a a pretty decent spring. I think what I need to focus on is like, like I said, going through my progression and not using that athletic ability every single play because I know I can and like right. for that to bail me out and I think like I said previously Sermon has did a great job with making me sit back there and play quarterback yeah you got to burn the boats man commit yeah. commit to the pass commit to the pass talk to me about the quarterback room now when you came in there were three scholarship quarterbacks actually yeah, yeah there were three you made three right yeah now they just added two more guys yeah. like the room's getting more full yep competition Right, uh, iron sharpens iron. It makes you tougher. Yeah. But talk to me about that quarterback room now. What that's like from what it was. I mean, it was it was nice in the spring because yeah. there were way more reps. Right, exactly. But now, what's it like? It's different. Um, to be honest, I love competition. So when they told me that they were bringing two other guys in, and we needed that depth, just to run drills. Okay, well, one guys didn't. I wasn't really. Mad. Exactly. It was it's, it's just how it goes. So they brought in the other two guys, Luke and uh, Ben Finley. And we've honestly been competing. Those two guys are great. Our guys will chop it up with them just a little bit. Not as much as I would love to, but it's it's 
it's been great in the room. Like it's, it hasn't really affected us at all. Um, I feel like Spav does a great job with that though. He he tries to keep the room clean and the the energy positive. That's super important, as you pointed out. You know, having Max ahead of you at TCU, I was really lucky. Troy Taylor, who's now the head coach at Stanford, was the quarterback ahead of me at Cal. And I came in thinking I was going to be all that as a quarterback right. and quickly realized that, holy crap, college football is different. Yes. And so, like, I was not ready for college football when I showed up. Yep. But Troy, who was very understanding of, of a little bit of my arrogance, took me under his wing and showed me how to become a college quarterback, which was great. And he's a you know, phenomenal dude, phenomenal coach. If you ever get a chance to meet him, say hello for sure. Um, but he uh, he helped me out. And so having that and, and you being a guy who is now, you know, you took all the starting reps, like you guys working together, super yeah. important for quarterbacks to be cohesive. And Cal quarterbacks, I'll be honest with you, man, you're my brother because you're playing at Cal right now. Right. We go back to Craig Morton, Steve Barkowski. You know, we lost one of the great ones in Joe Cap. Uh, you know, they're going to be memorial service this weekend. So, like, there's a brotherhood between Cal quarterbacks, and you got to keep that going in that quarterback room as well. Super important. Talk to me now about what your process is going into the season, right? Everybody's got goals, but what's your process? How do you, how do you get to your goals? What are you doing to get better? I think the number one thing is that camaraderie with the team. I mean – Obviously, I'm on the offensive side of the ball, so I can't control what's going on the defensive side of the ball. But some somewhere, some way, we have to make it where we meet each other in the middle because we're a team at the end of the day. I would love for the defense to give me the ball back every single time, zero points on the board. That would be lovely. But I think it's the small things that we have to work on, just that brotherhood. Like, we just have to be a tight-knit group. That I think it's that. It's, 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 a, it's football, too, but it's the things outside of that, like, how we are in the locker room, what we do, what we represent when we step off of the field and we're not in a weight room or we're not on in the cow facilities and stuff like that. So I, I really think it's what we do off the field and what we do on the field too, because it, we obviously have some things to work on. I mean, if you look at the season last year, people think like, okay, well, it's cow or they didn't, but really it was just the small things that matter. Like we only, they had, Four plus games. We had four plus games last year. We only lost by one or two possessions. So we can. I feel like we can close that gap once we start making each other be accountable for our actions on and off the field. Like I said, I think it's the it's the small things for sure, without a doubt. So I I watch. I do. I still do the radio broadcast. I watch every single play of game film, and I watch. I watch it very uh, critically, right? As a former player and, and as a coach, I'm still coaching. And so as a coach, I watched that film and there were like, there were little things that people assignment stuff that people didn't get to see where if you just, you know, if you block power, right, if you don't try to block a gap and a half over, it's a huge difference. And, and it just, it didn't show up on the scoreboard because you kind of nailed it. The difference between winning and losing is being focused and present for every single play, being dialed into this very moment that I'm executing this play. And so getting teams to do that and to not make the mistakes, you're really blessed. I don't know if you've, I mean, you probably have, you've been here for a spring, but to see how smart your teammates are at Cal. I played 11 years pro after playing at Cal. And I was, I, I looked back and I was like, wow, Cal was a pretty special place. 
you are with an incredibly bright team, you know, room full of teammates. And so do you, does that stand out to you here? It definitely does. I mean, when I first got here, obviously a lot of the offensive coaches are new, but when I came in, I'm like, this is, this is not what people, people don't really think about it, think about it until they're in, in Cal's shoes, like in the Cal's player's shoes. And like you say, my teammates, my coaches too. So it's, it's, it's been a big difference for sure. I mean, I'll definitely take, uh, man, when I think about it, I'm just sitting next to a guy and he's just talking to me and I'm just like, wow, like it's, it's obviously different. Like the culture is different. So I definitely see what you're talking about for sure. My first day here, honestly, even on my, um, on my official visit. Yeah. It's not just about your physical game or your football. Right. It's your whole game has to step up at Cal. Because you have some world-class dudes out there. Yeah. You know, guys, I, I harken back to Alex Mack, who yeah. played center for, I don't know how long in the NFL. You know, he was a first-round pick as a center. And he was not only the best center in the league, in my opinion, he was also freaking brilliant. He won the academic Heisman, right? He won the Drady coming out. And so, like, he's that kind of guy. You have Scott Fujita. And I can go through the list of dudes who are so freaking bright, it will twist your head. Right. And they were phenomenal football players. Right. So it's a pretty special place to be. Uh, and I, I consider myself fortunate to be able to interact with Cal athletes still, but that I, that I got that opportunity to play there. So I, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's always good to get to know you guys. I will be in the quarterback room a lot more with you guys. Uh, Coach Spav and I, he's going he's gonna to run down the whole air raid offense for me. Mike Leach was actually a really good friend of mine. Yeah, okay. uh, and so when we lost Coach Leach, that was horribly sad. Yeah. But I, I studied a ton of his game film as well, uh, yeah. and I love the nuances that the newer, younger coaches are putting on what he did because yeah. Coach Leach did not give a lick about the run, yeah. whereas yeah. other people are putting in you know power counter, all the fun stuff. Lincoln yeah. Riley's running RPOs and screen pass options and like some really cool stuff. Right. So I'm looking forward to seeing you play this year, uh, and I appreciate you coming to Cal. Appreciate you being part of the yeah. brotherhood. Appreciate you for having me on Go Bears. Absolutely. Go Bears. And everybody at home, appreciate you guys watching. As always, uh, I am Mike Pulaski for Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. Go Bears.